Yo, what's up? It's your girl, Father Longlegs. You know me, Daddy T. Okay, I know we are in disarray, but this intro is an updated new intro. So if you're listening to this when it comes out, just in case, because I feel like we have a lot of changes coming, I'm recording this February 28th. Okay, that is 2023. So anyways, I tell you this because you may have noticed that we had some hiatus um, a lot longer than I expected. That's because... So much love and respect to the network, hoo-ha-ha, but um, for reasons that I don't even really know, uh, the network is shuttering their podcast. Um, and I say this because it all happened when I was in Taiwan, so of course we will get more clarity, but totally understand, look, I've loved having them as a home, um, but because of the way that I was away and blah, 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 that's why there was a blip, okay? But we have... Um, at least two more episodes in the bank so next two weeks check it out we will be here um hopefully by then i'll figure out if i want to keep the podcast going or what's going to happen of course i'd love to hear from you if you want to keep hearing from comedians confessing um if you you know feel like it's a nice time to move on that's also fine i also still would love to hear from you whatever let me know you know because we'll see what happens um but all that being said um definitely want to let you guys know in terms of like streamlining contact um we'll no longer be using the tell me anything pod at gmail.com um have not really been using it for some time i check it but nobody's really been using that to communicate but i just want to officially say we're going to be shuttering that okay so that email address will no longer be um, available um to contact me at or should someone reply to you it's definitely not me okay and you can always follow me at Teresa Lee Bot on Instagram and TikTok, okay? And then, um, real quick, okay, before we get into this episode, I do have an LA show coming up. Would love to see some of the LA confidants there. Birdhouse on March 10th at Rockbird in Glendale. Um, this is a show that I'm very excited about. I am one of the producers. We are put, putting this show on. It's like a sidewalk barbecue comedy show. Think about think about it like um, you know it's like a little sidewalk block party vibes. Okay, it's real fun. It's real scrappy. Exactly what I have been wanting to host for some time now. So I'm very excited. Um, the March 10th show will have Megan Gailey, Rob Hayes. Um, I'm a totally blanking on who else. Oh, and Adam Conover and uh, some more comedians, which I'm not gonna waste your time by trying to remember the entire lineup now, but you can see that and more at TeresaLeeComedy.com slash shows, or we have a link tree, okay? The link tree is Birdhouse Show. Yep, as in Birdhouse, like the house and the bird. Um, but in the meantime, I will be hosting this podcast on Anchor FM. Shout out to Anchor until we find a new home or until we figure out how we're gonna, you know, go out in a blaze. Um, that's all, but we've got two more episodes after this week that are really, really wonderful. I can't wait to share them with you. So I hope you do tune in and I hope you do go out with a bang. Uh, and if you have enjoyed the podcast or if you want to say hi, let me know, okay? Just give me a little shout, all right? Um, you can follow this podcast at Real Father Long Legs and we'll figure out what we're going to do with that account. But I'm going to keep using that account if we do a new podcast or a new project. So definitely stay tuned there. All right, enjoy this episode with Kristen Laffey. Who my was my movie girlfriend in the movie Pasadena. If you haven't seen it, definitely encourage you to check it out. It's available on on demand, I believe, on 
uh, nobudge.com. I think it's free, okay? And I think if you do, I don't know if you have to pay for no budge, but it, there's like a paid version. If you do, I believe that goes to the filmmaker, so woohoo. All right, enjoy this episode with Kristen Laffey. You can tell her, you can tell her anything. She's a real good listener. You can tell her anything. Uh, no, <laughs> I think all sides are good in that, like, they're just different. Like, people can probably be like, I see which one you like. Yeah. But it's like, you know, you get used to seeing one. I was just on a shoot, and the photographer kept telling our lead talent that their other side was better and <gasps> to keep moving. And then they were so self conscious about it. And they aren't really a talent, they're like a Harvard professor. And now uh, they're like, oh, now I know about my sides. And like, they were funny. very self conscious about it. Anyway. Um, well,. We've already started, but I'm going to do the intro anyways. Go for it. What's up? It's your girl, Father Longlegs. You know me, Daddy T. This is You Can Tell Me Anything, the podcast where I have comedians, artists, filmmakers, cool people come on and tell me something they want to get off their chest. Um, Today, I have a very special guest. We played in a movie called Pasadena together. She played the lead role, Hannah. Such a fun movie. You guys should watch it on NoBudge.com if you haven't. And also produced a short that went to Tribeca and just shot a feature for it. Mm -hmm. Can I I say the name of it? Yeah. Pony Boy. Yes. Very cool. Check Uh, out the short. It's on Showtime. And you can check out the feature whenever we finish ah, it. Kristen Laffey, what's up? Hey, how's it going? It's good. I have to mention the Christmas music because I'm just in case people. I don't think people. It doesn't pick up on here. I don't think. But um, in case it does. Is this going to come out in January or something? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Don't blow up my spot, Kristen. Oh. No, it's okay. We, f- we are d- filming we know, this we live. Do, we, no, we know, people know I record. Uh, I, I very, I'm very open. I'm always like, um, I'm just going to be off this week because I don't feel like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. I was just in New Jersey for two months, so I'm very mm-hmm. happy to be back in Los Angeles. You are filming. I was. I was. Uh, Huge. Yeah, shooting the feature, so that was great. It was my first big one, uh-huh. and... Um, feels a lot like the small ones honestly Mm -hmm. just with more people that that means that you're like that means that you've uh or it's like that's something you say people like you know when they say it's like really easy it's because it's not but you've got to that point I feel like that is just a sign that you're good at producing because it means like you know you're you're like leveling up to the place where it just always just feels like you're just doing your thing Yes, and I was pleasantly surprised about that just because I was like, I felt kind of like ill-prepared at first, but then after it, I'm like, oh, I could do this, you know, yeah. and I, I do and do you it. did, yes. and you do it, and that's yeah. how it works. Um, how'd you, when you guys started making Pony Boy, did you, like, was that the goal to make a feature? Yes. Well, I usually feel like with every short, it's like, this is a proof of concept for the feature, and like, I've done like <laughs> 40 of them, and like, um, this that, one yeah. is the one that it actually went through with. So it was so good. It's funny that you say that because I'm like, that's what people say for you should do for shorts. Yeah. But I'm like, that what when with I think she likes you. Um, we literally were like, Let, we should do something more with it. But we had just originally been like, let's do this as a thing to Which do. Which was while so good, working. by the way. Oh, thank you. But we it was did end up being like, even though there were chances to take it to some other stuff, we were like in the standard comic way like i'm ready for the next thing yeah and it plays really <laughs> so well as a like short you know what else. i mean like yeah. how do you expand that world kind yeah. of it's like but i thought that was so good yeah we screened together at the tribeca yeah that's where we got to, and we got to know each other and met, meet our twins well i met your twin there yes i don't think my twin was there no no house cat she, yeah but you've met her yes yes 
Very I'm cool. always very like I note twins. <laughs> do you do that? Like yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, for sure. I Especially I note um, if you're the gay twin. Uh-huh. I know a lot of people who are in twin pairs, and I'm friends with the gay twin. There's a lot of like also. Are, do you know a lot of like one straight, one gay twins? Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of like. Yeah. I know uh, a lot of like both gay twins too. Which really is interesting. I don't. Yeah. I'm and just I thinking of Tegan and Sarah. <laughs> Among one of my many confessions is that I have twin friends that I still to this day cannot tell apart. Really? That I've known since okay. high school. Wow. Do they know? No, they can't? have no idea. <laughs> I've been on many vacations with them. I'm going to be in a bridal party with them. I was just in one last year. How you get away with that? Just stay friends with both of them. And then yeah, you just never, never call to. them by name. Yeah. Yeah. My sister can tell them apart perfectly. And she's a little bit closer with them. But, like, I can't, for the life of me, tell them apart. That's so funny. We had friends like that growing up that would just call it, like, my Chinese name is Tai Tai, or, like, nickname, and my sister's was Zen Zen, and our friend Joyce would just call us Zen Zen Tai Tai. Uh-huh. Like, she literally, like, like, she was younger than us, so she would, like, tattle tell and be like, that Zen Zen Tai Tai is not letting us play. Like, <laughs> that Zen Zen Tai Tai. And they'd be like, which one? That one. Like, like I don't know. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, do y- yeah, and now I'm wondering, you, know, you have me questioning if my friends can tell us apart. And you know what? It might be like sometimes they can, sometimes they can't. Well, yeah. Now you have different hair. Yeah. And you kind of have a kind of different style. Sometimes I think we you look do very look different. Well. Well, okay. But we could. Yeah, I could see how like if you saw one of us and you didn't know the other, and you really like, we didn't correct you. You could think. Yeah. We were. I don't know. Me and my twin are identical, but we look completely different. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of us looks straight, and one of us looks. <laughs> the gayest but do you guys have like the same voice the same height like same mannerisms she's taller than me she tried to eat me in the womb i'm definitely <laughs> like the gay runt she's the gay runt. she's like the <laughs> honor student it is um funny how you can feel so different but then sometimes you'll see yourself in your twi- like I don't that's know if you so true yeah like, i mean Whoa. people are like she's like my soulmate you know yeah. like i we've we have the exact same sense of humor she's honestly funnier than me which is annoying um <laughs> You know, she has nothing to do with entertainment. She's, like, way more engaging and a better storyteller and everything. Just because she d- isn't, like, pushing it. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like I'm sure that some of that... I mean, we always compare ourselves to, obviously, the, per- the person we're closest with. Right. But I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of that she would say about you in a similar way. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but that's so interesting. I mean, I could talk about twins all day. I won't because... <laughs> <laughs> that's a very twin thing to do. <laughs> I was in a twins club growing up. And what? there was many sets of twins. Yeah, in San Francisco. What's a twins club? My, I don't know. My mom and all these moms who had twins, They we hung out with like many sets of twins. It was kind of freaky deaky. Yeah. In do you like still talk to other twins you met in the Not one. Club? Okay. That seems like a thing you do, like a dog mom does. Like yeah like go to a corgi meetup like <laughs> yeah that's what it is it's, a, it's a, a novelty twin. act for sure just for the parents mostly like yeah. oh let's all just meet other parents yeah because i don't yeah i don't go about the world like i recognize when there's twins but i'm not like i i guess i don't like discriminate against single birth i don't know what yeah you me either i don't discriminate you, know I mean? you can be an only child for all only i care child, yeah, i'll yeah. still love you yeah so it's funny to be like <laughs> <laughs> i must only hang out with twins yeah interesting um well okay th- this is a segue for before i get into confession i like to ask my guests because um, i started this podcast mostly because i sco- started going to therapy late in life and then mm-hmm. that plus comedy was like oh i love to talk about myself this is great mm-hmm. so um i like to ask my guests like what's your experience with therapy do you go or do you have a confidant like wh- like who do you sort of talk to in your normal life outside of podcasts <laughs> when outside you, uh, you know? of podcasts um i am a complete mute no um <laughs> i did just leave my 
therapist. It was a guy that I was using. It was an online thing. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Hot, hot story. I went to rehab in Dece- uh-huh. in June, and after that, they, you know, want they you to get it, into uh, um, therapy. So um, you hadn't ever done therapy before that? No, I had no, no, oh, I wow, hadn't. Okay. Um, that's another confession, I guess. What queer person doesn't go to therapy? <laughs> but no, so I tried it out with this guy, but he literally like, it was like a specific like queer friendly counselor, but he literally would just talk shit about other people to me. He was what? like, oh my god, I just got off the phone with this like porn addict, and that he would like tell me about these other. Oh no, I know these other clients like and i was clients? like i was like <gasps> you are i'm sure talking about me but he just liked hearing about movies and about like where he, just he yeah so i i had to leave him so i'm like in between i don't think it should be a guy either i was like matched with this guy and i just kind of went for it yeah, but i think i need like, like a girl wasn't a good therapist i yeah i kind of got to a point where i just started with a new one that i matched online with that is um sort of working but i'm hearing Overall, I feel like there is a trend now where it's like there's a lot of bad matches out there because there's just been more of yeah, a demand and totally. more people needing to fill that space, which I get, you know, like without encouraging people to become therapists, you're not going to have enough. But a there, ton of the people I went to rehab with were therapists Yeah, that were wow. burnt out and that had just heard too much and the demand yeah, got damn. so high during the pandemic that it was like, yeah, I mean, a lot of them were therapists who like needed to get away. Um, yeah, and I uh, on Apple News, my like news source, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it's like the the myth of online therapy helping. You know, like I do. I yeah. kind of think I need somebody in person to like look at my body language and like tell me so. when I'm lying. You know, like well, it's not just. I think now we're going beyond just the talk therapy being the thing. I think that it's a good start if you've never done anything about like right. reflection. But now it's like, you know, there's meditation. There's just, I mean, even, like, we're going back around to, like, sports are good. You know, like, for a while, it's, yeah. like, sports are repressive. And now yeah. we're, like, actually, some Get sports outside. are good. Yeah, right. like, go do yeah. a little bit of activity. And, like, you know, there's other things, too, like, ketamine treatment. Mm-hmm. A lot of people yeah, have been saying is really LSD. good. Mushrooms. Yeah. Um, EMDR. Have you ever done that? I've done EMDR. Love EMDR. It did way more for me in, like, yep. a few months than therapy. But mm-hmm. I therapy got me to be comfortable doing EMDR, so I think it prepped me. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, definitely... I love EMDR. That's what I would get into, I think, again. Mm-hmm. Like, because talk therapy, I'm just kind of like. It's a start, but it's not the. Yeah. Like, if you're already doing rehab, I feel like you're on different levels. Of yeah. Like, like, therapy, talk therapy is like if you're have never asked for help at all. Like, it's a good place to be like, start here. Yeah. But if you kind of know more specialized what you need, I don't think you need a start there. That's my hot take as a non scientist. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. I like astrology, so take Yeah, that. same. Like, I like astrology, will. too. I consult with the Chani mm-hmm. app, and that tells me a lot of what I need. And gives me a lot of journal prompts and things. That yes. Also, I think journaling, meditation, journaling. I think a lot of the things that are also in, you know, and I do, like, other programs that we were talking about, yeah. you know, in sobriety, that mm-hmm. I think are, it's also kind of like talk therapy. Yeah, it's sharing. It's, it's, like, you know, being honest, you know, things like that, that kind of are talk th- and it's free i also have I, big yeah. beef with how expensive therapy is it's true i during the pandemic i was trying to when i was in my like trying to crack the code of the universe phase the, and i didn't spoiler alert oh yeah you were very into the singularity <laughs> at one point i remember i still being am like, into it i should I, reach I've, out i've calmed down <laughs> <laughs> 
she okay? Uh, <laughs> uh, don't want to get sucked in. Um, no, I mean, I, I'm still into it, but I'm definitely like not, it's like dormant. <laughs> I'm trying to do more sane, normal things now. Oh, good. Um, but if someone has the, you know, answer to time and wants to talk about it, I'm happy to talk about it. Um, no, but I thought like about like sobriety programs, it's really set up in a decentralized way. Mm -hmm. And it kind of like through many, you know, circumstances got to be that. It's not like, you know, at one point maybe religion was evolved or whatever, but I really love how it, it's like no matter where you go, there is this like holding together through the group. And I think that that is the key to in the future, there's going to be some more types of like mental health system set that's my my, Decentralized my prediction free, yeah wellness yeah. i think that yeah i think it's getting to a point where that yeah where it's like there needs to be checks and balances so i think it can't just be like because otherwise you get cults mm -hmm. like it becomes a cult and I, I love a cult though yeah a, a fun cult can be fun but i think it needs yeah i think the reason that um sobriety programs work so well is because at the end of the day it really is just for the person mm -hmm. and no matter how m and they do teach that no matter how much you seek outside validation but they also tell you to find a higher power yeah so you have to have both and i think that's the key is like it can't be like i daddy am your power higher power right like it can't right. be that but yeah. it also can't be like you are powerless so yeah there's no leader of aa and like you know mm -hmm. whoever created it is yeah. long yeah. past you're both powerless and powerful like yeah that if you could find out how to transfer that sort of teaching to like decentralized like sharing wellness where without judgment or trying to get secrets i don't know there's something i think there. the higher power for a lot of those people could be like the singularity or the idea yeah. of cracking like the code or finding you know the alternate timelines yeah and i stuff. think there's like and an inner light like there's it. that's a belief too and i mean not who knows i don't like call it whatever you want at the end of the day if it's a higher power and it's all-encompassing like who cares if it's inside outside upstairs right downstairs whatever <laughs> <laughs> in my butt in my head i don't know whatever in it's my in my butt and in my head it, yeah in my butt <laughs> in my head <laughs> <laughs> okay we're gonna take a break there when we get back we'll get your confession welcome back Woo. so you can tell me anything Kristen laffy is there anything you would like to tell me I have a couple. Uh, let me say a couple and then we can go on whatever you like. Okay. I'm a filmmaker, okay. but I'm colorblind. Ooh, okay. So, so you know, I can't yes, go to color passes. I guess that's kind of a secret <laughs> that I... Or you may have a... Pe people, because of the label of colorblind, it's the absence of seeing certain colors, but in reality, you see the world differently. That's which true. Which sometimes gives you an advantage. It does, and it and it's good for certain color passes. When I'm yeah. like a colorblind person can't see this, you know, yeah. like a lot of like wow. ads. I'm like, this is a bad ad, oh you know. Like a lot of people can't that. see this, and you can notice. Like sometimes we'll feel like, oh, this is slightly off, but if I can see all the colors, I might be like, oh, those are both red or whatever. Right. But you can see more where it's like that doesn't look right. Yeah. That's really interesting. Oh wait, okay. Do you want? Should we talk about that, or do you, you want to give me all yours? Yeah, I'll give you a couple more. Okay. Um, the AI generated images that everyone did that yeah. um, that had a lot of flack about stealing artists' images. Did you read about that? I didn't, but I someone commented on something I posted, and I was like, okay, I'll look at this. I t no yeah, I my confession is I do not give a fuck about that. I love the images, okay, and I will continue to that. post them. I w that's a fun confession. Maybe this will <laughs> fold into colorblind. No, this is so topical, and I also want to talk about that. I don't know if I'm, I would say I don't care at all, but I definitely... That's where I end up coming to same actions, but there's yeah. like more roundabout thinking for me. Yeah. Um, okay. 
I like that. Wait, can we? Can you say it again though, so I don't? I can cut it as a just in case because okay. I can't remember if I talked over your confession. Those AI generated images that everyone posted of themselves looking like yeah. a sexier version of themselves in space, or you could like mess with your gender, and a lot of people were like getting gender euphoria, uh-huh. whatever. I just looked incredible. I looked like a hot elf in uh-huh. all of them. <laughs> um, but there was a lot of flack about how they were like generating used using artists' images, and uh, yeah, it was art stealing. Art. I will still continue to post them. I like them. I paid $7 for them. And mm. I think the woke mafia went a little <laughs> too hard on that because... Fuck this artist. Yeah. Well, well okay. I mean, they're new images. I understand yeah. there's like a moral conundrum about like, you know, you know, is I'm, it I'm even art? I'm with you. I, I do want to explore that thought more because I... I'll say I haven't fully read all about it, but whether it's, you can call it willful ignorance. By the time this comes out, I will have read it. <laughs> it won't be fair. And now that I'm like, I'm acknowledging that I was willfully ignorant, like people commented like, this is bad. I was like, okay, I'll look at it later. And I didn't. Yeah. But now I will. But no, I read like half of what somebody <laughs> said and I was like, Ugh. Yeah. you know, I just got really tired and didn't finish <laughs> reading it either. But yeah. you know what? I, what about those artists? Are they tired? <laughs> <laughs> the artists are tired, but you know what? AI is such an interesting thing that I think that... I don't think the two things are mutually exclusive. Yeah, and I don't think yeah. that artist drew my face on it. You know? Like, it's a, it is a new work. I it's a, in the styling of another artist, but none of these artists are being... They weren't being credited anywhere else. And they I were agree. not going to show up on my Instagram in any world without this AI I platform. think I would have to read more to truly understand, because, like, if it was something like, hey, this company paid artists $50 to come in to sketch a bunch of shit and they didn't think was anything and then they took a bunch of, then I'll be like that's not fair because money was exchanged and right. you do know in that case that they weren't devaluing but if it was something like we train this AI to like look at these images millions yeah. of images, I think that's what it is I feel no offense to to the woke mob but um, I'm a little bit more on the side of the robots I truly am because I believe that if we're going to get to where we as humans say we want to get to which is a place where we're harmoniously living with robots and AI then we have to start treating robots and AI like people I know that sounds crazy but I'm just saying like we can't be like it's not fair that a robot artist made art and we like it better than human artists because it's like but you want to let robots help humans be better and you're not allowing humans to make robots better right that's that's there's not fair, new, dude. That's not new, fair, dude. There's a that's new one fair. that's like really good where you could like say write an essay. About I, I use it to promote my short. I, I asked it to write some emails and write me a sonnet and it did a great job. Yeah. And it gave me some good advice. I was even I thought it'd be funny to ask like, oh, I also can I should I just ask people to comment on it? Should I ask them to subscribe? Is that too much? Mm-hmm. And it actually had a good answer. It was like, you know, friends are always happy to support you, but you know, you want to be yeah. cognizant of their time and i was like whoa okay fine yeah true 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 and true. that is sourced from all the like general knowledge that this thing could pull so it's like great it decentralizes yeah. you know you can you can ask them to write you a sag contract you can ask yes. them to write you divorce papers you should still proofread it because one thing i don't know if people know this but i listen to a lot of podcasts about this um but it can be wrong and it's so convincing because we think it's a robot but it's scraping data and just like you can read a bunch of books and be think you know something right the robot is not trained on truth it's trained on the data, data. Yeah. yeah and so it doesn't mean it's always correct but i will say that to me is more of a sign that it's actually more human and that's yeah. why i <laughs> truly yeah. i do think because it's like yeah. if the reason we're all mad about like these open ai things being smart and fast is we're afraid they're gonna make us 
be relevant. Like, I yeah. think humans have this innate fear that we're going to be obsolete. But then you go, this robot might be wrong. And then you're like, so what's wrong with talking to we it? We already are fucking irrelevant. I mean, what the hell? When I was in high school, I remember the teacher being like, well, you're not just going to have a calculator in your pocket all the time. So you have to learn this. Well, guess what? We that do teacher have that. is irrelevant, but you're not because <laughs> you are around and you've adapted. I, I think that being of your time is okay. Like to say something stupid because you don't have information about the future, I think is I fine. I guess. I do think that once the future arrives, you should let it in. Yeah, let the future in. The future yeah. is now and the future is also in the future. And I'm open but to it. But it's actually not. The future is now? The future is always now. Yeah. Ugh. Are we starting about the singularity? No, but uh, you can never... The past is also always now. It's just a now we all collectively Yeah, remember. right before I go to sleep, the past is right here. No, truly. Okay, I know that sounds like insane, but uh, and I promise we'll get back to your confession. <laughs> but when people think about stuff like, okay, like, wow, the 60s were so long ago, we didn't have internet. It's like, they were long ago from now, but in that time, th everything about the world that is true, nature-wise was still true we may not have discovered it all or harnessed all its energy into certain things but if that's true that means we're not necessarily moving forward we're just moving different right like that's true in 20 years there could be a new invention that actually is better than something we made now or worse it could make things worse it could yeah it could i think something that would be good is some type of thing where we could get off the phones though like literally the best thing that happened to me in mm. rehab was having to get off the phone for like eight days i was like oh my god i'm not even mentally ill i'm just addicted to my phone and there then is i like something read this book about um about being addicted what's to it the called phone. it's called stolen focus you should definitely Ooh, read it stolen focus it. that's it, an attention grabbing title and it's it's one of the only books i've read well i read seven books when i was there and how many okay. have i read since i've gotten out goose and that's okay but that's because i'm still addicted to the phone well, okay. Okay, so here's where I'm going to I'm slightly dif differing from you about phones cuz the way you feel about the artists in this AI situation, I s half feel but my conclusion is the same, which is like we should still do AI art while taking into account what can we do to make this experience better for artists, not what can we do to stop doing AI art. But I also kind of think phones is is not the problem to be honest. I think the use of phones does change your vibration in ways we don't Mm -hmm. think about mm -hmm. like and i sleep like with it you know what i mean yeah, yeah. like i love it well like, it's like, like phone and like there is that vibration physically but also just when you're looking at a screen like when you walk into a movie there's you're kind of engaging for a ride right but when you're on your phone you're s kind of switching the channel constantly yeah so your brain does switch waves and i do think sometimes it's helpful like i have adhd when i need a break i swipe through as like a palate cleanser yeah, that's yeah, like a wish bucket same it's like an amazing lobotomy yeah but i will say like <laughs> when 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 i when i went to treatment after eight days of not having my phone they gave it back to me and i was like this isn't my phone it's like <gasps> so um light it felt and uh, they were like no it's usually just heavy because of how long it's in your hand and then I l was like looking at the font. I was like, did it update like without Whoa. me? And they were like, no, it's just not a font that you have seen in books the past like week. And then or it kind of like was Mar no, I'm just Yeah, kidding. it was like maraying on the screen. Like my eyes were not used to any screen. So Whoa. it really did. Like if you were to take a real digital break and go back, it would look different to you. Huh. Like it looked funky. And I was like, whoa. So interesting. I'm so curious about this now because... I do think a lot more about light 
and screens as mm -hmm. portals mm -hmm. and not like in a spooky way but more just like on a very basic way like when you're in an elevator every time the door opens portal but literally right but but it also figuratively because literal is figurative right like it's like when we think oh it's a portal through space and time but it's not really but it's like no you literally do get into an elevator it moves and when it opens you're in a different place and time and, and in space yeah and that is actually how portals work but the reason we don't think it's magical as we know how it works. And it's the same dimension, yeah. unless it's not. But if you were to find out how the next wave works of traveling, it would also not be magical. So I think we wow. lose, you know what I mean? Like we mm -hmm. lose this idea that um, impossible things happen once we figure it out. And I, I still don't know how a CD works. <laughs> so, um. huh. yeah, I don't really know how even a cassette <laughs> works, but I know that it does work. Um, yeah. So and I guess it's demystified me. to me in a certain way. I mean, I don't even know how a record on a record player, really, how they figured that out. That's incredible to me still. I do. That's the thing. Some of these old timey things get more and more amazing the less we know how they work. Yeah. Because they're actually so manual. And so the AI thing to me is an example of that is a bridge. I don't think the future is everybody's going to draw with AI. Already I know it's not because if it were and if that was it, we'd be doing it. Like, let's be honest, if yeah. that was the thing and that actually is what we wanted, we would already be drawing with AI. But people are fighting for artists because there's this resistance. And I think the resistance comes from us not wanting that world. But I don't think that world would ever exist because if it if it was, the <laughs> we would do it. Yeah. Like, I think that we're going to be in a world where people are going to do both. And some shitty artists may feel like they can't get away with as much. Mm -hmm. You know, people who draw shitty paint paintings for hotels and sell them for thousands of dollars. Right. That an AI could do. I think those people will be out of jobs, but those people are kind of scammers, to be yeah. honest. Like, if you yeah. don't have a voice and uniqueness. Yeah, like, nice shell. Yeah. Nice painting of a shell. And then that's fine, you know? And I think we should let a robot do that because the robot's going to do some cool stuff with it. Yeah, and sometimes they do weird, funky things that humans wouldn't think of doing. Mine did... I, okay, actually, I'm curious if yours did this because you're a twin, too. I, I used the My Heritage one. I don't know which one. No, did. I oh. didn't use I used... Um, Lenza? Yeah. Okay, but mine did... A, so I fed it photos of myself mm -hmm. and none of my sister, and quite a few of them had ones where they had two people, and they weren't Whoa. always... It wasn't like me and my sister. It was like a me and a weird me. Like, there were some really weird ones. And then there were ones where... It just looked like my sister. That's so it's interesting. It's so weird. Yeah. I'm None curious if you had any that looked mine, like your sister. Mine looked, some of them looked like Tilda Swinton. Some of them looked <laughs> like a straight up elf. Like I think okay. me drawn in any way is very elven. I do see that in my normal like visage yeah. as well. I kind of have like a. I think it's a, this is what I like about all of this. And I guess what I'm getting at in the art, art not being stolen is it used to be artists make something from their mind and share it with us and hope there is an invitation for connection, right? Because mm -hmm. you want someone to see it and like it. But it takes a long time to connect. It's not like, or someone could commission it, but then the artist has no connection. But now what we're doing is we're going through things that people already like because it's scraped through, like, you know, patterns. Mm -hmm. And things that you already like because you feed it pictures of yourself. and That you like. That you like and how you generally present to the world. So, I, you know, I try to do a variety of, like, me kind of being goofy, looking normal because I, I wanted to be accurate. But the reality is, like, once it exists as a picture, it's, I wasn't like, I hate it, delete it, you know. Yeah. It yeah, exists. Yeah. It's out there. I feel that it represents me. Yeah. I don't know. I can never know for a fact if it really does. Right. You know, you can ask a friend and they'll be like, yeah, but, like, mm -hmm. but you get to choose that. And so now you're feeding it something you like. And you know there's going to be a connection. And so I think that's what's cool about this art is 
people look to go to art for connections but yeah and people really liked it i think it's hard for people to get into fucking drawings these days or like you know images like this nft thing crashing like it's because the what the hell were those those images they didn't they were pictures of bears and pictures of monkeys and pictures of random stuff that nobody had a connection to. So funny. Lenza AI and these AI images are much better versions of how NFT should have gone because people had a say in what they looked like. It wasn't randomly assigned to you and it wasn't $13,000. It was seven or whatever, $11. And actually a good artist like who... And look, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do more research on it, obviously. So I'm speaking from having of not Of course we it. believe in crediting artists. I just think, you know. But I, to me, I, I will say, okay, this is a broader thing. That's why I'm like, I don't, I'm not speaking to the articles specifically. I'm speaking to the idea that there's any original art. Because I, when I think about comedy or anything, like you get good at comedy by watching a Other lot, doing jokes, a lot, yeah. and not stealing. If you steal early, then you're just stealing. Uh-huh. But there's like a process that happens, which I think the AI does quicker, which is you learn the craft and technique of what was before you, what makes it comedy, right? Which is not real. All of these labels are fake that we designed based on years and years of like us agreeing, like that's comedy, that's not. And so once you kind of have a sense of that more than the average person, because you watch it a lot or take it in a lot, you then put your voice on trying to make it and it becomes original. But I think that's all this robot is doing is it's taking, it's just doing it faster. It's doing it in a way where like in 50 years, if a human made these like pieces, nobody would say they were stealing because they'd be like, wow, a human went back and looked at all the types of art throughout time and made, you know, like we'd be yeah. like, that's a really cool idea. Yeah. Um, so I think it's more intention that's missing. People don't understand the intention of AI and I don't think the intention is to make and sell art. Yeah. It's to well. connect to the person on the other end, which capitalists, can't fathom and so like, that's why people are mad because i don't think art ever really artists didn't get into art to make money but we're told that's how you could be successful so i think that's a real problem that's another thing like yeah i being in the film industry long enough i know that i'm not in it for the freaking money i mean if like, i didn't absolutely yeah. love doing it i wouldn't do it i have so many other valuable skills that i could do like my sister works at Spotify and makes more money than <laughs> the top streaming artists on Spotify because she sells their ad space. You well, know, let me ask you this because this is interesting. As a filmmaker, I feel like okay, I feel like I already know the answer, but maybe I'm wrong. Okay, mm-hmm. if you if you f- were able to program an algorithm to make movies in your style, would you also still make? Well, first, two questions. One, would you do it? And two, would you? continue to make movies yourself would they be able to shoot live action let's say there's a let's say like it they could st- whatever storyboard or write exactly in your style if it could storyboard in my style i would have them do that yeah but I then shooting it i think because writing a script shooting a script and editing a script or editing after you shot are three different projects essentially and so i mean i wouldn't feel would you work with it like or I would, would you do love a hybrid version where you see what they come up with and then edit it? 
yeah i'm like not so precious about things like storyboards like i'm yeah. precious about shooting everything that we need to shoot in the day i'm precious about getting cool you know mm. offbeat human moments like i think the shooting would have to be yeah. human because it's like oh you know like i love rolling on rehearsals because like right. sometimes that's really the first time these people are saying it to each other and it's the best thing even if the camera kind of does something wonky yeah, i'm I like wait that was by far the best performance we're gonna get like so it's all the energy in the coming together that makes it happen and I like your answer my answer goes a little further I would actually love to do that watch a robot make movies in my style because it's such an honor to be like oh my style like because you kind of I know have what a your style, style that is. now is repeatable yes. and yeah I and think then I would also cool. keep making movies and I think people would watch them both mm -hmm. and some people if that's someone's so like interesting maybe they you should would, do they would watch uh, them both. Like sister pieces like can you imagine if somebody wouldn't be can you imagine if you were a fan of like a filmmaker and then uh, they invented a robot that could make that movie would you be like well i'm never gonna watch that filmmaker's original stuff again now that i have right. this robot like, yeah not no that's not how it happens there's still you people might are watch still both. really enthralled by a human element like there's i'm arguing they're completely different things yeah one may be inspired from but i think that's what people are interested in seeing yeah what it does from the source and one is also inspired from but like life so we have a less less concrete palette of what that artist was inspired by but you do know it's all the patterns they've looked at in their yeah, life totally you there's no such thing as yeah original yeah. work like anyway i mean everything is you know even i mean of course people are always trying to break form and things like that with new styles of filmmaking but like you know the feature is pretty much you know a three-act structure at this point a mm -hmm. short is like a you know either a one act or a really short you know three act structure i mean there's like not and some of the stuff on you know on streamers that are now like anthology and are trying to break form they just simply don't do as well yeah yes i think anyone who's trying to be so original that they're trying to be anti that is a form of unoriginality because you're comparing well as a twin you should know like <laughs> No matter what you do, you're going to have similarities because mm -hmm. everyone has similarities to humans, but you're going to have a lot of similarities to your twin and people are going to compare you. Yep. If you spend your whole life trying to be very different, and some twins do that, in some ways, then you're so defined by what they are. Yeah, absolutely. that's what you're not. And that actually li very limits you to a very yeah. specific path. Like that's You can't so even true. be like, oh... Uh, you know, you have, you can't, you have to be complete opposite. You can't be like, they skateboard and I snowboard. You'd be like, so I don't do any sport. You know what I mean? Right, like it, it right. It becomes so Because anti. this person's like this, I have to be like this. That's very limiting in itself. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it is a tool early in life when they go, stand next to each other. Mm -hmm. Okay, one of you's got a little, this, one of you's a little yes. bigger. You know, one of you, a little gay looking, you know. <laughs> you know, I mean, I have this mullet, which I think helps people distinguish us, but I'm not, I don't feel limited by it. I'm, yeah. I don't have to keep it. It changes as you get older when i was younger it's always like little like i have a freckle on my nose and mm -hmm. that is how people would tell us apart and then it's like it's one freckle out of so many freckles but that became a very important freckle yeah and that's like you know and that's the freckle i noticed and if i drew myself i would always ride that freckle um Aww. i'm sure i wouldn't get all the other freckles correct right but it's like it's right. all just framing right yeah if exactly I hadn't noticed that mm -hmm. but if an ai compared us and I might notice different parts. Something, yeah, else yeah. Now. That's so, so interesting. So that's why I think other eyes, including A, <laughs> <laughs> are important. <laughs> Sorry.
um, okay, but I, I'm curious more because I think I kind of hijacked your conversation at, into what I would like AI to be. What is your future ideal like using AI? Because it sounds like you're open to the idea of technology and seeing what it does to art and the intersection of it. Is there something you would like to see happen from all of this AI? Well, I, I like the idea of like decentralizing knowledge, like being able to make a document or learn certain things without the university system. Mm -hmm. And with, I mean, apparently there's like, not apparently this is going to sound bad, but there's, you know, literacy and stuff is going down in our country mm -hmm. and it's like crazy. Just having a way to have a fun, engaging way to learn better, you yeah. know, reading the essays that AI would generate for you or like, you know, seeing how they would put together certain forms or documents could also be a great way for professionals in the field mm -hmm. of whatever document they're making to see, you know, the differences and if we could improve upon yeah. those systems, you know, because like, you know, a lot of the SAG paperwork is really outdated. Like they consider gangster rap music a hazard and you have to like fill out like a hazard like form. And what? like, you know, it's like animals, what do they water, define as gangster, gangster rap music? I mean, I don't know. But if you think that you have it in your in your movie, it's just above it, your insurance could potentially go like up. Themes about but this is really interesting because I, I, I know I vaguely know what you mean when you say that, because like as, as a computer, I have also lived <laughs> in the 20th century <laughs> and understand that there is bias and racism. And so it's yeah. like generally speaking, uh, we know that this is a racist yeah, know, thing. No, no, it's no, not no, like it loud music. Uh, but now that you're saying that is, is this is where I think AI could help because it's like, well, what does gangster rap music mean? Is it and what is really a hazard like yeah. on a set? You and know, like I yeah. this new intimacy coordinator stuff like that's great. I think any sex scene is a hazard. I think any nudity could be a hazard. Anything is a hazard. But I think that what the hazards that humans find are based on pre-existing wrongdoings and mistakes, which I don't think is always the smartest way. It's a good way to get rid of that same problem, but it's not a good way to find new problems. And an AI, I think, would analyze way more mistakes and go, what led to these mistakes being the ones that weren't stopped, right? Because it's like... I think, it, I think one of the first things they would come up with is the long working hours. Yeah, and also... Driving I home after 14 hours on a TV show or whatever, like the real hazard happens a lot of the time after set, like car accidents. Yeah. Or and like I think unequal pay structure, to be honest. Like we're all yeah. supposed to make the same thing, high quality, including like everyone down to the PAs who are very important and need mm -hmm. to work just as hard or they're going to get fired. Yeah, I always say like, what's a producer without a PA? But and it's A like, PA, you know, like... Yeah. Without PAs, True, nothing can yeah. happen, you know? I mean, like, it, it, you know, I think that, yeah, PAs well, back, get like paid Even down to so the, the way they treat background on set. Because I noticed I, the commercial I just saw was, like, as bummed as I was, like, that it, we were waiting around for so long mm -hmm. as, like, and this is, like, after you book it, right? Then when, at the very end, we saw there was a whole other room where they kept the background people and it's like they are a completely different world but they do that on purpose so they don't feel like they're missing out like for them this is exciting it's not it's not the job they want and they didn't even tell the background when they like cut scenes like that they're not you know mm -hmm. they tell us and they're very apologetic and that made me realize like oh it shouldn't be like this because we should respect everyone like as a producer i i would want everyone to feel respected and equally important Obviously, there's going to be pay differences based on your skill and level, but it shouldn't be so big that it feels like bullying when it does kind of. Oh, my God. Even the difference between union and non-union background, yeah. union background, getting different food. 
yeah non-union background like that to me is always so creepy on commercials like they almost use it to keep it's it's almost like a psychological thing because yeah. it's like if you know that you work hard you can one day be there you're yeah gonna like you're gonna get pop more. chips instead of dorito or like whatever but it's still people know there's different lines yeah. for the people like and there's more you know more pay but you know i mean of course i believe in the union i we're both in the union yes well the union uh, yeah i need we need that because without that we would be completely destroyed but it, it is a the way they treat non-union people is strange yeah. to me. Uh, it's all, it's very strange the way it's set up where we're all supposed to be working on one thing, but there's this feeling that like you're not important or but you have to prove that you're important by mm-hmm. going above and beyond what you're expected to do. And the reality is as a background actor, if you try to make yourself stand out, that's the worst thing you could do as a background actor. Yeah. Really, you should be blending you into the background. Yeah. <laughs> so if you have the, yeah. to somehow stand out to get that's some of the worst background you acting. Should not you should stand know, out. Some, I remember, I shouldn't name drop this show, but there's one show where a lot of the background were really, like, not being background. Yeah, you they, know, all they like, were like, I want to try to get They were, like, in looking here. in the frame, like, camera oh, lens no. and, like, you know, burning the lens. And I was like, you know, these people really wanted to, like, be on. This is where I think AI would come in so handy because if you could <laughs> i'm not kidding okay because background no but viewing background doesn't seem like a fun job but they the reason people do it is because they think it's a step towards something right. or maybe some people really do like it but that being said if they liked it i think even if we had ai generated background they were paying them so little that they could probably still do it if they yeah. wanted to like we're not nothing nobody would lose if we did like ai background because honestly to me that doesn't mean like, I w- don't see a world where that means we would take away lead roles. But that does mean more pay for everyone who's actually there. Yeah. And also more respect for actors doing their thing instead of, like, you're just a body. Yeah. I just need your shoulder. Neat puppetry, right? Like if I you just literally had AI-generated yeah. background. That could be really cool. That's a cool hybrid of, like... I just did, like, yeah. crowd tiling, like, where we had six people... Um, pretend to be an entire audience and oh, we doubled them and tripled them and made great. them change their outfits and stuff but so that was like partial you know yeah, it's more vfx computer. than ai but yeah i mean i think that saved ability. you know 80 people from being treated horribly and uh, like just six people were treated pretty okay i think ai background i honestly <laughs> i'm like come get it hello sharks come get because literally i'm like i would do like yeah I, I mean, like, this is where I feel like talking to you, having a different opinion about AI art can help find a new synapse. Because, I, like, honestly, before I was like, AI is cool, art's cool, and those two things are separate, and I'll listen to whoever wants to complain, but I don't really think they're the same. But now yeah, I'm, I'm like... I'm not, like, super, you know, pro or against any of it. I just thought, like, you know, there's so much shit going on in the world. Getting no, mad that people did the AI thing was, like... I was, like, this is too much. Like, I know I only hang out with queer people, but you guys <sighs> are, like, annoying me. I think when people are mad, they're trying to say something else. They're just... Their needs aren't getting met, and their need isn't to not have AI. Right. Their need is to be paid for their work. And right. it's, like, that can't... that They should be paid for their yes, work. Yes, I completely believe in that. If you were making... Credit, a lo- I believe in credit, but I it's, like... It's not even great. If you were making a healthy living doing all the art you wanted and you didn't need any more and you get to do everything you want and then somebody scraped a bunch of filmmakers' work, including yours, where you could see, oh, that's my style, but you were still getting paid for all the stuff you did, would you care? No, I wouldn't care. Because so it's not about, I don't think it's really Yeah, about I mean, there's stealing. so many people living, like, in abject poverty that we hang out with that we wouldn't even know are, you know? Yeah. Um, especially, like... It's two different problems. I think technology 
can open new doors and ways of thinking. And I think that we should also be paying people for their work. And I think technology is now making it hard for us to still believe that the merit of a good artist is their ability to sell art. Because I think we always kind of know that's not true. And it, it's being really tested. Yeah, some of the most famous artists never sold work in their lifetime. They had yeah. to wait till they were dead. So, I mean, yeah, finding a way to... Well, I, you know, I, I still think universal basic income is in the near future because so many jobs are going to be lost to AI. Yeah. And so many jobs are just nonsensical anyway now. Like, so many of my friends with office jobs are like, yeah, I work, like, Monday... Then I like pretend to click on my computer Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> then I kind of catch up with some stuff on Thursday. And then Friday, catering comes to the office. And sometimes a live band. Like, they don't really work, you know? Yeah. And to pretend to work, to m make the 40-hour structure, like, work for the office is just, it's weird. Like, just work it those is. two days and get paid for the five, whatever. It's clearly in the budget for the company. Why do you have to pretend to click mm -hmm. around? Especially with remote work. You know, they, they were... Yeah. And you would work harder when you're in there. Imagine if back in the farming days, I mean, this is why <laughs> we still farm, okay, but back when everyone was a you farmer. You guys remember farming? But imagine if they were like, oh, yeah, there's nothing to do but go out there and walk around the crops. Yeah, just pretend like you're doing something. Why? No, no. Just, we're going to wait for the sun to come out. And I love that. Like, <laughs> I don't know if universal basic income is necessarily, for me, like the solution, but what I like about it is it opens a new way of thinking because the sun shines upon all poor rich whatever hungry or f full and to me like that's the first currency right like n natural resources mm -hmm. and we do sort of limit that now right with like buildings and mountains we we're trying to like make some places easier to live mm -hmm. with money but you still can't be like no sun for you yeah. and so there is an element of well i guess if you like kidnap someone but there's an element of like that is <laughs> a universal basic income model that fucking works that's true too this is really like, this conversation has just opened up so many new thoughts in my mind that I'm trying to limit myself from going down too many rabbit <laughs> holes. <laughs> you are the queen of a rabbit hole. I do. I did love your musings on the singularity when I was at home during the pandemic. Not like the pandemic's oh. over either. Yeah, we've just shifted. Well, now we're just in a different world where it exists. And yeah. it's sort of like, yeah, once fire was around and fire was destructive, but now there's... It still is destructive, but also different uses. So I do think, like, I don't know if this makes sense, but, like, I'm not saying COVID is going to be, like, useful necessarily, but I think that we're just in a world where it exists. Yeah. And it did all the bad things, but it's also not only that anymore because now we've kind of grown around it. Yeah. Yeah, we've adapted. And, like, you know, the speed of medicine creating vaccines and things like that and using mRNA as a vaccine strategy for other illnesses I think we came really far in medicine when with without something like this that wouldn't have happened um I'm gonna sum up all my thoughts into one question so that I won't keep asking you questions about AI based on your confession Ooh, and this oh okay okay I have two questions because one combines your first okay first question <laughs> because you mentioned you're colorblind mm -hmm. okay would you ever create an AI that thought like you but wasn't colorblind just to see what it does and it I wouldn't know what it does because I wouldn't be able to see it I see that makes sense no wait okay I'm trying to say if, if there's a way to create a a using AI to hmm. You're right. Okay, you know what? This is interesting because I was trying to be like, AIs can fix everything, but they can't. And to me, I'm like, that's a proof that uh, nothing's broken. Because it's like, actually, the fact that you see the world that way, you're not going to 
think that that's different than others and there's probably so many other different things you see but we don't call it anything right Mm -hmm. because we're not conditioned to be like oh you're not seeing the same color i am right but but maybe you hear certain note more than others and that right affects your art and i think that's what doing art is but i i don't know i think it's really interesting that we think that a robot would take any of that away because it can only highlight who we are by showing us patterns over and over it can't really erase who we are it it can only show us more truth and not take away any truths i think yeah and like human element in art you'll always be able to tell like you'll always be able to see like little quirks and little like human error i I think ai will never be able to take that away Mm. i'm not like too concerned about that i think an ai can do it because it's taking what it understands but i don't think that's a problem i think if anything it would just evolve all of us to go in a different direction we've not even thought of before I would love to see an AI do an impression of me, like take can, me talking do and, yeah. doing, and do an impression so I could see like what people thought of. Like I usually yeah. will be like, can you do an impression of me? You know, and then it's really interesting to see what people think of what my movements and my speaking yeah. is like, you know, but like when can. my partner does an impression of me, I'm like, oh, that is not me at all. And people are like, that's you, you know, that's so funny, but they can. And I think they can do it well enough where we would like it. Yeah, you know what I mean, <laughs> I think that's the next lens of AI that I should create as, as an AI doing an impression of you because people, you know, it, it, there's an element of celebrity to it. If somebody can do yeah. an impression of you, you you have a distinct style, you know, can you do an impression of yourself is the real question. Like, are you self-aware enough to be like, I am doing me? That means, you know, every piece of you. Versus right. No, I'm not. I'm not at all. Like there are certain things that I say or do that I don't even realize I'm doing. Same. I think when I'm conscious of it, I think I, I think I know part of who I am because that's the part that like usually when I'm talking on stage or being perceived. And then there are times when I don't know I'm being perceived mm-hmm. even by myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, I'm sure it's totally. it happening, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. And um, I, th- I think there are some blind spots I still won't ever know until it's shown back to me. You know? And then that would be really interesting because it's like then you have a choice of like. If you really hate it, there's probably something to explore there. But if you like it, then you're like, oh, cool. That's a piece I didn't know. And you can only like it more. But the cool thing is if you don't like it, you can easily change that. So there's really no losing. (laughs) Not change who you are, but like, let's say like, yeah, you see someone's little tick or something that you realize you have. You're like, I should get rid of more like bad, bad behavior. Like, oh, uh, I I deflect or I criticize. Yeah. I don't notice when I shouldn't or whatever. Right. And then or if I'm, I'm constantly like vaping, like I'm sure throughout <laughs> this, I'm just going to be like vaping. At, you should count how many times it is, like a hundred. But if you saw times. it and you really didn't like it, you'd be like, oh, I'm going to, you would just do it differently. But if you're like, oh, it's okay. Like I look like that or whatever. Like yeah. I kind of like that or like, you know, or I'm neutral about it. Right. But maybe, oh, I think people might not like it. That's your choice. Then it's fine. But, you know, like I definitely listen to my own podcast, recognize that I interrupt a lot. I, I probably still do it, but. I interrupt a lot in conversation as well. I used to more back when I was on drugs. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I, my whole family interrupts each other like crazy and doesn't think yeah. anything of it. But my partner is like, did you, did you notice that? Did they cut you off? Or did you? I'm like, no, I didn't notice at all. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's something that. Cause you're used to it. Yeah. And I don't think it's like rude. It's not, I mean, there's, it's all subjective. Totally. Um, okay, my final question is, would you ever, if, like, after you, 
because the human thing is that we pass on and we're it's ephemeral and that's why it's cool about it like you might die but i will live forever yeah well well if you could create ai to keep doing your work past your human death Mm -hmm. would you do it like you would then not exist in the same place and understand or be able to watch it or control it that's an interesting question and i would say no because in the same way that i want boomers to pack it up and stop being in positions Mm -hmm. of power i think as you age you should allow the next Mm -hmm. generation to take over and be the voice of culture um so you know even probably before my death i'll pack it up and start listening to what younger people have to say because at that point you should trust the people who came after you yeah like i know i make fun of kids who are born after 9-11 but they are like a lot smarter than us they really are well they yeah well they have everything if we continue to give them free knowledge from what we learn, then they can only continue getting better. Sometimes people are like, don't tell the kids. They need to go through the trauma we did. And it's like, no, why? I know. No, let's tell I, them about I it. I totally, yeah. Like, I think, you know, if I ever became a parent, I would like just give them everything. Give tell them, them everything. everything that I did, not lie. Like when I found out that my parents like did some of the stuff that I did, I was like shocked. I was like, why didn't you tell me that? Yeah. You know, until I'm like way too far deep. Like you should have said, you know, I did this, this, you know, was bad. You know, the only, my parents were pretty upfront with me about sex though. My mom was like, anyone you have sex with in high school, you'll regret it. Like <laughs> she's like, I had sex in high school and I regret it, you know? And so I never did Dang. because I trusted her. Yeah. And I'm grateful that I did that. Cause now I can walk around my hometown without running into <laughs> someone random that That's I had funny. sex with when I was a kid. Yeah. Just know? wait for the, you know, Thanksgiving couple years after college, come back yeah, and get then drunk have at a bar and then have sex. Yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Um, that's so funny because it, you're, what you're saying is like, just kind of goes back to sharing information. Cause yes. it doesn't mean it's always right. Right. Like the AI might be wrong, but it's like, why not let your parents share their information? That's their truth to you you can do with it what you will yeah like you're it doesn't mean it's the only truth but it is their truth if they tell the truth it's their truth and that's still valuable to know somebody else's truth yeah. and you know you can disagree with it or whatever but i don't think that i think if parents are honest about what they think is best for you with the caveat that they know it might not be what you think is best for you but if they're honest about it i think that can only lead to positive growth because you're just getting more information i think yeah just parents being honest with their kids about what they Mm -hmm. did and and why they have the feelings they have will create a lot less like you know rebellion or or animosity between parent and child like one of my friends was raised really loose by their parents and they never had like a crazy and they're doing really well you know because their parents let them do whatever and they were like because you know we did this but then we you know straightened out but you know yeah. it was a hard road you know and whenever you hear that you know something like, really oh, bad you're like i don't, I don't, I don't want to do, do that. that yeah it is it, it is hard because everybody is different every kid and every parent's different but i agree that the closer you are to being open and honest the better off you'll be like it's wild to me that but way back in the day like like just the idea like that you know men could rape these women who and they wouldn't tell them. i mean like yeah that's such a like oh my god every mom who would be like be careful like don't let a man touch your skirt or mm-hmm. and then they'd be like why right. it's like just tell her just tell yeah. her because they they all were like well we went through a traumatic thing in order to justify that i have to believe that you'll just come to know on your own terms it's like or you, you could just say this is yeah. what happens and also some men would probably be like oh yeah we didn't like that either like we mm-hmm. would have gotten 
to the place a lot sooner where everyone had agency over their choices. Because I do think, like, unfortunately, a lot of boys grew up thinking that they had no choice but to be toxic, too, because Mm -hmm. of the way we kept things secret. And so they felt like, oh, I don't feel like I want to do that, but that means something's wrong with me. It it backfires, right? So, I don't know. Tell people. I mean, like, age-appropriate things. Don't be like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was at the war to, like, your child, but... I mean, I had the full-blown how does sex happen talk when I was in second grade Mm -hmm. because I asked. My parents always said, you know, like, um, whenever you're able to fully ask the question, you know, and and my parents also said, you know, if you can't talk about something, you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. You know, like, I remember I thought the word finger was really gross as a sex thing. And I, like, was like you know but it's gross I and that's why i like it no <laughs> <laughs> yeah same uh no i kind of like jeered at it you know in high school and my parents were like well if you can't even talk about what your friends are doing you definitely shouldn't be doing it you know and i'm like you mm-hmm. know what that's kind of a good rule of thought yeah i that's smart if a kid can if you can ask the questions and you have someone else has the answers there's no reason because you're gonna get the answer from someone yeah. if it's your you know yeah, friend, you sister, you Amanda, or questions. your parents, it should probably be your parents. You should never give a genuine question the wrong answer as a parent because they literally trust you. You could you could tell them the truth, which is like, I don't feel comfortable telling you this right now. That's mm-hmm. fine because they know there's an answer. Mm-hmm. So you're like, hey, there's an answer. I know it. You know, and th- th- that's at least true. But if you answer a genuine question, a child who trusts you is asking you with a lie. That is so hard to get back that trust. Like, there's yeah. difference playing, right? Santa Claus is fun. If everyone in the... Sorry if anyone... No, I'm scared. <laughs> but, if, you know, if, if anyone um, asks genuinely, but they're asking because they want the magic to be real, then you can answer in a way that's, like, not a lie. You don't yeah. feel like, I've seen Santa Claus, I know. Because yeah. that's, like... I would still say that's going too far. But if you're, like, Santa Claus came for me when I was a child. Uh-huh. Santa Claus is coming for you. I love, you know, I love believing Santa Claus. I think it's great you do. Yeah. And... I don't know if Santa Claus is real or not, but I think it's fun to believe. Like, that's to my truth. Because yeah. like, even I'm like, I can't definitively say Santa's not to real. To this day, I say I'm excited for Santa. Yeah, that's the thing. And I never got my thing ruined, even though now I'm like, even if I'm the one putting the presents on their tree, I can still be like, Santa could still be real. Yeah. Is Santa, is my kid asking, are you putting Christmas presents under the tree? No. It's, uh, she's asking, are Santa real? And I was like, I think so. Santa could be real. Santa could be real. It's just I am buying the presents. but <laughs> Yeah, but <laughs> Santa real. could have been retired. Santa could be doing his own thing. Yeah. Santa or could her. be. Yeah. They. <laughs> Hot take Santa is legit pan non-binary. Santa is twins. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay, this is a perfect segue to the game. We're going to end on a game. Okay. Okay, it's a Woo! game about twins. All right. It's called Riddle Riddle. Okay. <laughs> Great. You know, like sister, sister, twins, twi- you know, right. I watch that show so much. Um, so, you know, as a twin, twins can be deceiving. One moment you're talking to an individual, unique human, or so you think. The next, you're not sure if you can ev- even say hi to someone you know, unless they're actually just a twin of someone you kind of know, and then you can get embarrassed. I don't know if that's ever happened to you where someone's like, I saw you, you didn't say hi to me. That was really rude. Before we do the game, can I give you an anecdote? Yeah. Okay, so I graduated from NYU mm-hmm. early, a semester early. So okay. I, and my sister was still at USC finishing her last semester. Uh-huh. She's straight. I'm gay. She was in a sorority, and I was not. Okay. I didn't even go I'm to the gay, school. I was a sorority, I but that's yeah. okay. Oh, it's well, NYU, though, very, so it's not a real, cool, not a real cool. sorority at all. But Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, people would see my twin out at like parties the night before and then the next morning would see me at this pancake and coffee place ah. like hooking up with girls <laughs> and they would come up to me and be like 
oh my god you know like uh-huh. thinking that like my, my sister was closeted or whatever didn't know she had a twin and i would roll with it i would be like just don't tell anyone okay oh, like oh, oh. <laughs> a lot of people at usc probably thought my sister had a double life oh my god because we did so look funny. a lot more similar yeah, I was gonna say, you then. must have looked alike enough mm-hmm. yeah that's this was hilarious I also, my sister went to UCLA and I went to NYU and mm. I also went to visit her and would walk around campus and get very scared that people would think. So I just, I try not to make eye contact, but if someone looked too hard, I'd look at them and yeah. then I'd wave. But sometimes it wasn't <laughs> the person she knew. <laughs> it's very weird. Yeah. So yeah. Um, okay. That is hilarious. We, if you're a twin, let us know your story. Um, but anyways, as a fellow queer twin, you know, the world may see twins together while we see the world as a big anomaly of single birthers. Mm-hmm. So this is just a game to test your knowledge of twins. Cause okay. you know, most people aren't paying attention to twins as much as I think we are. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to read kind of a riddle slash information about, me. about a, a famous pair of twins. They could be facts or fiction. I mean, they could be fictional or they could be real, but they're generally people, you know. Okay. And then try to guess who they are. Okay. Here's the first riddle. We both like to hunt. She's awake while we sleep. I'm the golden child. My sister's shine is less deep. The Which sun and the moon? Yes. Or otherwise known as Apollo. Oh, and oh, and... Um, but you got that so fast. Uh, you get that point. Who, Apollo who, and Artemis. Who, Artemis. Yeah, okay. they were twins. Um, okay. Okay, here's one. Look at me, getting riddles. Yeah, you got that right away. Very, very gay. Um, <laughs> I have a great relationship with the moon. Uh-huh, same. She was my ex, so, you know, <laughs> she helped me move in. Um, <laughs> one twin went to space and one twin... Oh, wait, I was... Sorry, I should say this was I. I went to space and my brother won a Senate race. Who are we? Oh, um... The only people that I know went to space recently. That are twins? Yeah. Oh my god. A senator twin? Maybe you don't know this one. Okay. No, tell me. In the recent Senate race, er, um, Senator Mark Kelly of Arizona. Oh. And his brother, twin brother, Scott Kelly. Scott Kelly. Yeah, not Chris Kelly from SNL. Um, Scott and Mark Kelly, they were astronauts. Scott actually went into orbit Uh as an experiment while Mark stayed on Earth. And now Mark's a senator. Wow. So it looks like space does nothing. No, I'm just kidding. Um, wow, that's crazy. That you can't even be like, wow, which one is more accomplished? It's like crazy. Yeah, like one's an astronaut. Working. Oh, what do your kids do? One's an astronaut and one's a senator. Yeah. It's like, oh, my kids make candles. <laughs> um, that's incredible. Yeah, I love it. Okay. Go off, Kelly Twins. Here's the next. I look like my brother. My brother looks like me. We opened a joke shop that only one of us will live long enough to see. <laughs> got a little dark it's at the end. The fictional. From an author oh, we don't oh, like oh, anymore. I know, I know who it is. I know who it is. Okay. It's the Weasley Brothers. Yes. From from Fred uh, and from George a, Weasley. Written by she who, not, who will not be named. But, yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, we still yeah. like the characters, Fred and George Weasley. Yeah. The actors. My brothers. Yeah. Oh, yes. There you go. There you go. <laughs> my mom almost named my sister and I Alexandra and Veronica and would ca- and we're going to call us Alex and Ronnie. So Alex there was a very Ronnie. high chance that I was going to be Ronnie. Ro- Ronnie. Fred and... Wait. Fred like and Ron George. Weasley. Ron Weasley. Yes. Ronnie is a cute... I like that name. I know, right? Veronica Ronnie. to Ronnie. Veronica. Excuse me. My mom was like, she thang me pre-wo- pre-birth. <laughs> there was that song by the Veronicas, wasn't it? 
that I liked that it wasn't their band name that they one hit wonder. That's yeah, a yeah, yeah. Um, da 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 da. Uh, no. no, 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 no. Wait. Um, you go, ooh, ooh, you ooh, go, ooh, ah, 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 na, 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 na. You can take, 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 take. I feel so untouched, and I need you so much, and I. Um, yeah, not, but not the Christmas music. All right, okay. There's two. Wait, two. The Veronicas were twins. I don't know. I don't think so. I just heard. Veronica. I think they were. They're. Aust- I think I googled this. They're Australian. Uh huh. And they're either twins or sisters. And n- neither of them is named Veronica. Yeah, that'd be wild if they were twins, both named Veronica. I'd be like, what's wrong? That'd with That'd be parents? wild. <laughs> um. Okay. I feel like you'll get this one. Mm-hmm. Probably my favorite pair of twins. We're usually pale, but we've been Tanner. You know us well if you remember the Scammer. We've danced and sang Tanner? from. Tanner? Yeah. We've danced and sang from Paris to Rome. Now that we're grown, please leave us alone. Oh, the Olsen twins. Yep. Yeah. Because you remember scanners? They were like printers, scanners. <laughs> now we don't need them anymore. <laughs> That's I right. I use scanners to scan my photos onto <laughs> put them on the internet. Stunning. Yeah, now I have my phone for that. Eye, eye scanner is great. Okay, this final yeah. round is going to be a um, fire round, so I'm going to name one one name and see if you can name the other twin. Okay. Just real quick. Okay. Tia. Tamara. Dylan and Cole. Osiris and Isis. Romulus and Remus. Jenna and Jenna. Barbara. Bush? Bush? <laughs> They're twins? <laughs> <laughs> Greek gods. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's okay. my, I gotta take Osiris my is Egyptian, card. but uh, okay, great. Yeah, that's one that I, I don't hear talked about as much, but comes up a lot in mythology. Um, like wh- when there's a lot of references to them, but I feel like maybe Isis now is not commonly said out, <laughs> out of the news. <laughs> right. Um, your prize, Kristen, as you could tell our listeners where to find you, follow you, oh, watch your things, nice. plug your pluggables. Um, cool. I am. Uh, at Tilda, can you hear me on Instagram? I do not have a Twitter. I never have had one. Um, you can also look me up on Google. You can probably find my AI images also on the internet. Um, feel free to make your own AI images of me <laughs> and send them to me. I would actually love that on any of the generators. Um, and be sure to not credit the... No, just kidding. <laughs> um, what else? Um, you can uh, you can stalk me. You can uh, follow watch me Pasadena. around. Yeah, you should watch no Pasadena on No Budge. We Jess, play Hannah's girlfriend. Girlfriend's in it. And we kiss in it. Um, we shot that the day we went into We lockdown. shot that up into the day <laughs> oh, that, that lockdown happened. I'm probably going to cut that out. But <laughs> <laughs> I was so and mad. And you were awesome. I was sick. ill. Yeah. 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 I, was kind of a though. <laughs> I, I think I was like feeling a little sick and I was like, I'm a lot sick. And yeah, like, mm. but we did cut like one yeah. big kiss scene, I think because of that. Well, and I still haven't had COVID yet. What if we got COVID? I don't know. It wouldn't have well, been worth you, it. Well, you were like, okay, it wasn't COVID. But yeah. then you were like, well, I did get like it was scary a lot of symptoms of COVID. Know. Didn't you get like COVID toe? What's COVID toe? Didn't you say you had a weird nerve pain in your toes oh, or something? That's probably true. That was COVID so toe. Ago. You had COVID toe. <laughs> I remember being like, it was COVID. Wow. <sighs> I mean, my eye twitched. I, I have a lot of weird nerves. <laughs> nerves. I think you had um, psychosomatic injuries <laughs> yeah. from the pandemic, as did I. I mean, what the hell? I went yeah. to rehab. Watch Pasadena. Um, 
don't get COVID. Yeah, watch Pasadena. Wash your hands. Uh-huh. Um, be sure to follow this podcast on oh, on anything at. It's called it's at Real Father Long Legs on Instagram. I've been Teresa Lee. Thank you guys so much. <laughs>